0: geek podcast today we have ourselves a crew of two i'm jose
1: this is wolfie
0: and today we're gonna talk about one of our favorite shows this crew of two myself and wolfie one of our favorite shows animes um tv shows that's on right now we're gonna do uh, a geek out basically kind of episode of the anime yeah attack on titan Um, We're going to talk about it all the way up until the most recent uh, episode in the sub, which just came out on, I just saw it on Funimation now. I believe you said you were watching it on Hulu, correct, Wolfie? Um, Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah and 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 funimation as well i I switched over to funimation i actually forgot i had a
0: subscription to funimation (laughs) that's right you switched it over there yeah yeah so we're gonna do we're gonna do a, a episode length geek out about one of our favorite shows and a show that we are are trying to pressure the rest of the crew to watch and that they will watch eventually but first but first uh if we may if i may let me do a couple of disclaimers uh or a couple of mentions we are recording remotely as always. So if there are any sound issues, artifacts or other problems that you have with the audio or any other issues with the episode, please let us know. Feedback is always welcome as is any type of interaction from the fans. And the best way to interact with your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast. You know, the spiel, you can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. Please, Find us on your favorite podcast platforms and like, rate, share, and subscribe to the Get Geek Podcast. Let us know what you think and give us some, some suggestions for future episodes. Um, but anyways, yeah, what's going on? Um, let's talk about, I guess, what we've been geeking out about over the last couple of days or last couple of weeks. And I think I have to start first because mine's actually really pretty cool besides uh i guess the the geek out in terms of tv anime manga uh movies television shows all that stuff i actually got a i got a puppy and i think that's actually something that's pretty cool to geek out about
1: hells yeah um i love dogs man i can't i already can't wait to meet oh yeah oh by the way his name is ofi his name is can you explain a little bit about
0: the name so um I can't recall his, his breed. His breed is a difficult breed to remember that I have never heard of before. And I could definitely look it up oh, for I thought updates. it was a month. Um, Well, at least I guess whatever they put down as his, as his most dominant breed. And we got him at yeah. um, care um, of Dutchess County. So we got him in upstate New York. We adopted him at a shelter there and they're, they're really great. And I definitely want to shout them out because they take great care of the pets there and they, they, take good care of the animals and they really, really try to help you through the process in a, in a way that's good for you and for the animal, which is always great to see. Um, But yeah, we adopted him from there and the breed that, that he is. um, So, so the, the word for his breed is a Choctaw Native American word. All right. So we got the, the idea, like, or Hmm. I kind of got the idea in my head, I should say that, you know, what if we we figured out what his name? I think the word was lake in Choctaw, whatever his breed was. So I was like, what if we figure out what that is in like different languages and see what's kind of like a cute name for him? And hmm. uh, my girlfriend was like, what about if we found out what the what the word dog was in Choctaw, basically? And that that word is Ophi. So we were like, that's that's actually pretty. Like he's he's all black. And he's ten weeks old, about eleven weeks old, so he's a he's a puppy puppy. Um, but um, I mean, you know, he's he's just got I don't know he's got he's got an Ophi look to him. He looks like an Ophi, and I like Ophi. Oafi. Ophi's a cool name. Yeah, yeah. I like. He's that. like eight or nine pounds, I like that. and and yeah, so far he's he's been great. You know what I mean? He's he's actually already doing his business on the pads. Which is pretty amazing. He's had like one or two small accidents for a puppy that small is freaking yeah. amazing. Uh, his demeanor is awesome. He doesn't really bark that much, and you know that can change as they get older. Sure, but when they're a puppy, is kind and of a they good get more vibe, comfortable too. You know, yeah. He, but he's he's also really comfortable. It seems you know he's playing a lot and he's active, but he doesn't seem too nervous. He doesn't get startled a lot, um, and he seems like he's adjusting well, which for me is great. You know, I'm really happy to see that he seems like he's adjusting well to the space. And he's definitely, like, snuggling and falling asleep in our laps and all that good stuff. So he seems to be comfortable around us. And we definitely love him. He's adorable. He's cute. His name is Ophi, And he's a dog now. So I'm geeking out about that. And and it's pretty freaking awesome. Um, But I guess getting back to more traditional geek outs, um, I finished... Uh, at least as far as the anime continues in terms of Netflix I finished it on Netflix uh JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so I, I watched what they have played out so far with Jota, Jotaro 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 Joehiro Kujo and Mr. Joe Star and Kokune and Avdol and Iggy and and all those other fantastic and and wild and bizarre definitely bizarre characters definitely bizarre from jojo's bizarre adventure um so yeah it was, it was pretty good i i do have to say I, I i know the manga continues and i'd be curious to see where it goes beyond this i'm not super satisfied
1: with the ending for a few of these characters arcs i'm not sure how far how you should really spoiler no i'm not that far at all i i i, I am only I mean I'm I'm barely into the first season basically. I got like 10 12 episodes done. Okay, me. so
0: I'm not going to spoil anything, but I mean, I I loved it. I definitely enjoyed the anime as a whole. But I I think that maybe it's because it's not complete as far as where the manga is continuing the story. Mm-hmm. Um because you definitely for me feel that I mean, you'll you'll see as the sh- as the show continues on, you'll feel like a sense of where is this going between seasons, for sure. So I think it's maybe yeah. that, and maybe as they continue, hopefully, with the anime, we'll find out a little bit more of a satisfying, uh, at least, reason for the way that these arcs ended up. And there's, I mean, there's some great characters that, like, I, I mentioned some of them by name, I guess that was a bit of a spoiler, but like, like I said, you're you're going to love some of the characters, but it's definitely a totally different uh, couple of seasons, actually, because it's like season three and four. Which is the the latest thing that's on Netflix? I think it's called Stardust Crusaders. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. What do you what do you think of of it so far? You said you're relatively early on in Joseph's bizarre adventure, right?
1: Well, yeah, I am really early on, um, and it's. I mean, again, it's something. It's very bizarre. It's it's interesting though. I do. I am enjoying um, Joseph Joestar's. Uh, you know, Ark and and his uh, and Dio as well. Uh, Dio as the villain, um, but it's it's one of those shows that for me is still like I can appreciate the hilarity of the entire circumstance, and I'm not really taking it too seriously, which I don't think anyone it's intended to, at least as of yet. Um, I feel like um,
0: it definitely continues to be bizarre. There's no doubt about yeah. that.
1: Because um, yeah. I mean, I remember when AJ was was uh, super deep in JoJo and he was like geeking out over JoJo like every week. And it was just every time he was geeking out over it, it was just some ridiculous, bizarre scenario that he was explaining. I'm like, how or why? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's um, the hamon power. It's, yeah, exactly. The hamon. The hamon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You know, with the Dominican hamon. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it's. I thought that was that always made me chuckle. I think we talked about that with the ham. last time. The ham is basically yeah, Spanish for ham.
1: Oh, so God.
0: both of us speaking Spanish or understanding Spanish, whenever we hear them yeah. talking about hamon power, we're like, they're powered by ham, bro. I love ham, but I don't know if I love it. Then. I know, um, but no, it, it's it's a really it's a worthwhile show. I I want to see more. I guess. That's the best way to put it. Okay. Con- considering that it's continuing Not on satisfied. quite a bit. Not it's it's, par- yeah, it's apparently quite a bit past that in the manga. So right, we'll see. We'll see. What about you, man? What have you been geeking out about over the,
1: the last week or so? Well, the main thing that I've been geeking out over is exactly what we're going to be talking about today as our main topic. Mm. Uh, so I'll get into that in a little yeah. bit, um, which is, you know, Attack on Titan. Um, but... Uh, outside of that, I mean, I'm super geeking out over the, uh, MCU. I mean, I've, I've been geeking out over everything that's been going on with WandaVision and stuff. Um, obviously not going to really talk too much about it now. Um, we're going to kind of save that to have the whole crew together and, and, uh, next week and, and, you know, what is sure to be a huge, you know, reveal over the, uh, I guess the consequences of what happened in the last episode. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of a bigger deep dive next week yeah. uh, after next week's episode. For six right? and so, seven. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Because we have six and seven. And then after that, we have eight and nine. And then we're done. right? Yeah.
0: That's that would be end of that. So, and then we're pretty close. We probably actually would be coming right into uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier when that ends. If you think about it.
1: Does it start pretty much right away? It starts in March. Oh snap. It's freaking yeah. February, oh, wow. man.
0: So like oh, man. we have four in more February, episodes. So short, yeah. yeah, and I think it starts mid March. So basically
1: Oh, so then it starts right when WandaVision ends, because Wandavision ends mid March. Yeah, MCU knows what they're doing, man. They're they're
0: building super yeah, hype with yeah. that. And then I think I think Loki starts that's six episodes. I think that's confirmed to stay that way. And I think Loki starts in like mm-hmm. in like April or May so well i've been
1: geeking out over (laughs) over mcu and marvel comics right so like obviously you know with the whole fever of everything going on i'm revisiting certain storylines that happened in the past uh you know related to what's kind of going on now just to kind of see if i can find any 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 bits and pieces that'll give me a clue as to what marvel is doing um with their castings and all that stuff, you know, mm. uh, and everything that's happening out and that's coming out in WandaVision and stuff. Um, I'm also able to finally hit a pile of books that I've been comic books that I've been just collecting that I haven't had a chance to actually read in the last like three, four months. So that's been cool. So I've been geeking out over, uh, the relaunch of Wolverine, which is super dope. Obviously this is all kind of under Jonathan Hickman's you know, re, you know, relaunch yeah. of the X Men universe, mm-hmm. and the, you know, all the lines are basically he's like the executive, creative director, everything, end all be all with anything that has to do with X Men right now, and Wolverine's, you know, no different. Um, it's really cool how they're creating these lines that are still very, very different, but in this new universe, everything feels very fresh and involved without it being where i have to read x-men i have to read you know x y and z comic book in order to understand what's going on with wolverine which is what happened Mm -hmm. you know towards the tail end of the you know kind of previous era the last 10 years of x-men where there were the the convolution was was too much you know and it it made it hard for anyone to kind of just jump in to um you know x-men comic books you know over the last decade which is why they decided to kind of fully relaunch it um So yeah, I've been kicking out over that and I'm, you know, hopefully I've, I've only been able to catch, uh, I'm into issue four of Wolverine issue 12 of Savage Avengers, Mm -hmm. which I cannot recommend enough. Savage Avengers is so dope. It's just so cool to see a comic line where it's like just all the most bad, a, you know, people from Marvel that you just uh, just you know having conan venom wolverine doctor strange electra um and uh and doctor voodoo having having all these people like on a team is just is just so cool it's, it's like yeah let me get all the let me get all the best most most like vicious characters in marvel and let's put them on a team and let's send them on their way to hack slash and kill it's
0: like a suicide squad Marvel Suicide Squad. You know what? Yeah, basically.
1: Sort of, sort of, right? Not really, but Um, sorta. Yeah. Well, the thing with Suicide Squad is that like it's it's sort of in that sense, right? Like everyone on Suicide Squad, you know that they're gonna commit very atrocious acts, you know, even if it's for the the, for the good. To get the job done. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of it. However, with Suicide Squad, it's a bunch of rejects, basically. Yeah. Um, at least, I you know, rejects or, you know, people that are, that are used to losing, being on the losing end of their storylines. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is all like the um, they're all superheroes, they're all badasses, but they're just frowned upon by like their peers. Right. Like the X-Men or Cyclops yeah. is like Wolverine, you can't do the that. Anti-heroes. Or Daredevil. Yeah, they're the antiheroes, but like not just the antiheroes. They kind of revel a little bit in the gore, right? Conan, yeah. Wolverine, and the Punisher—they enjoy the blood. They're savage, so. yeah, it's Savage <laughs> Avengers. So highly recommend. That's Savage Avengers is my favorite comic line right now. So
0: that's a big, but yeah, that's what I've been geeking. That's out a big, over. a big, 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 big claim. Just like the claim of of that I was making about what we're going to talk about today, which is if if this anime, okay, so. Let's talk about Attack on Titan. Let's jump right into it, right? Um,
1: Well, before, let me just say, like, I want to kind of, you know, anecdote. Yes, Savage Avengers is my favorite comic line right now, now. just out of the pure enjoyment that I have out of it. I do still think that the best thing out in Marvel right now is the X-Men world. So anything X-Men is super amazing. Like, it's like... Hinkman, Hinkman, Hinkman. Hinkman. It's... Yeah, it's MCU level, you know, twists and turns. So, you know, I haven't seen something like this since Brian Brian Michael Bendis took over the ultimate line years ago and stuff. I mean, we were theorizing some
0: of Hickman's stuff would be used in the MCU. So that's how good it is and how mind blowing some of it is. Yeah, I think so. We'll see maybe if that still happens.
1: That might have been the plan, actually. That might have been the plan. It's like, hey, we're going to buy X-Men. Hickman, you need to rewrite the storylines that are going to end up being part of mcu that was theorized like, that's you know that, yeah, that, that
0: was part yeah. of the x-men relaunch yeah, right because there was there it mm-hmm. was theorized that the no more mutants storyline was actually something that they did to, yeah mm-hmm. to yep. minimize mutants in the mcu but you know we're, we're getting off topic that's stuff that we can definitely talk about in in the future because those are huge I was
1: just geeking out, interesting
0: man. topics for show <laughs> um i'm getting off topic i should say because Yeah, so this show, Attack on Titan, which I've seen the sub, actually started with the dub. I prefer to start with subtitles um, in most anime, uh, but by the time I found out about Attack on Titan, a few years ago, it was after it had been popular for a little bit and I didn't jump right on board. And then I saw the first season in the dub and it, it was good. It, like, the first season, without the context of later seasons, is... I'm, I'll say this right now. For me, it's kind of just okay, right? Well, when you get to season two and then on to season three, like, this show, I mean, and even on into season four now, which we're going to talk a little bit about that later on, mm-hmm. this show yeah. is is easily, if it sticks the landing, it could be one of my favorite shows that I've, that I've ever seen because... I mean, I don't know. There's 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 so many reasons why I love it. The characters are fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm
1: with you. I'm with yeah. you on that, man. Right. I am 100% with you on that. I think yeah. the 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 internet is with you on that. Um, you know, it, this is one of those shows that has I think um has brought basically fans of any and all kind of anime to one central point. You know what I mean? Like, anime is, has an extreme, it's probably, out of media, I will say that anime has the widest spectrum of genres. Yeah. I think. And I think Attack on Titan has, has just, like, said everybody to, like, stop what you're watching and watch this, you know? Almost
0: no matter I what, like to compare what genre you enjoy. Not one, not no matter what genre you enjoy, but you're right, it's kind of a, there's universal yeah. acclaim. For this anime, I mean,
1: I mean, I, 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 tell everyone that this is to me the animated as far as, as far as the stature, or yeah, I guess the stature of like what it is. I wouldn't compare it directly, mm. you know, because it's not in the same realm. Obviously, it's very, very different. Um, but I, I, I call this the anime's version of the game of thrones time frame that we had Mm -hmm. you know when game of thrones was out like how there was like this fever of like you know you gotta watch this you can't miss out you gotta watch it now that's what i feel like is happening with yeah it was viral Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's happening with game with uh, attack on titan and very much especially with season four yeah season four has kind of solidified
0: it for a lot of people especially because there's been a big wait between a lot of these seasons which took a lot of the air out of yeah. the show at one point but it seems yeah. like fans are returning for like big time for season four and it's kind of what happened with me yeah i mean that's i guess that's true because i have been following it and i didn't realize how excited i was for it until i realized that it was back out on on funimation it was back being released again in japan a few weeks ago because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, the show takes a while for these seasons to be produced, so you kind of forget about it for a bit, and then you're like, "Oh crap, Attack on Titan is coming out! Can't wait to watch it." And then, for me, season four has been just—I think—I think I don't know if you got this feeling, right? Because, well, at least for me, after watching season four, when you see how some of these things have have arrived at the point that they have, yeah, and I had the I had the mm-hmm. excuse that I had to watch the sub again, or I really felt like I wanted to watch the sub again and give it a chance because the dub voice acting is fantastic. But I felt like mm-hmm. I had to go back and like, you see so many things that came to that point and you want to look for the clues because you realize you start to realize at least that you saw something in an earlier episode and you were like, huh, it made it made you think like, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Here's something that you mentioned, right? Okay. You talked about how, and we're definitely going to get into spoilers obviously with this show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guys, right? please. If you gotta, if you gotta pause now, pause now. Yes. Um I will say this is one of these shows that you will not benefit by being spoiled not for. at all it's it's one of these shows that like it's got layers spoilers are extremely extremely detrimental to the enjoyment of the show in my opinion it will break it will
0: break the show for you in many ways in yeah it,
1: it would there would be like the, like that's how strong these
0: spoilers are I think I think because again, like that f- the foreshadowing is the foreshadowing, yeah. the pacing, it's deep. it's deep the characterization, the dialogue, everything is just so well done. And like you mentioned this, right? Like so was, the moment I was gonna mention is you talked mm-hmm. about how you knew that there was something bigger going on before you you find out, right? So attack on Titan, super, super quick synopsis. There, there's these characters basically that live inside these walls, because they're these gigantic Titans that roam outside the walls. And these characters live inside the walls believe that all humanity has been wiped out by these gigantic, like Titan creatures that eat people. Um, But by the time we get to the end of season three, they find out that that's not the case. Right, And that there are these people who can turn into titans themselves and control titans and have these crazy titan powers. And most of those titans are controlled by this other race of people that lives across the ocean that actually was Mm -hmm. oppressed by the people that live inside the walls. But now everything is kind of reversed. And now those people, you know... I don't want to get into too many details, but, you know, memories have been erased and people don't remember exactly how they got where they are. And now like, it's kind of a reverse situation. Nobody knows where the Titans came from. So it's this weird world. Right. And everybody again, thinks that humanity is wiped out. And you said this, this, this moment when the beast Titan was talking about and making references to baseball in the show. Yeah. And this Mm is, this is something that we're not shown exists in the world of Attack on Titan. And this is how thorough they are, too, because just to give just to give you all an idea, here's another detail about how, how much there is to notice in the world of Attack on Titan. The some characters that are revealed to have lived outside the walls are drinking coffee. It's a very common thing. We all we you and I know what that is, <laughs> yeah. Wolfie. But one of the characters, uh Armin, refers to it as black tea. He doesn't know what the heck it is. So even little details like that you see earlier in the seasons are things that start to reveal to you like, hey, like there's something with like these characters. There's
1: there's something missing.
0: Yeah. There's something missing. And and another thing that I love about the show is it kind of delivers. So like it it subverts your expectations. An example of that. And then I kind of want to ask, I guess, what you thought overall real quick since you just finished watching it. But like a moment for me Mm -hmm. that's interesting to think about that tells you like the, the detail of this show and the way that they kind of play with your expectations, but still sub- they still fulfill your expectation is the big arc of the show is, is the key, right? So the character, Aaron, yes, right. He's, he's a very important character in the show. Again, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, where you're just listening to us, to us to us wax poetic about it. You already know who Aaron is. You'll, you know, his whole deal, you know what the key is. But the way that I really love how that storyline plays out is, is you have this thing that almost gets forgotten for a couple of seasons, right? he's always, it didn't
1: almost get forgotten. It totally did get forgotten. There's always those you little
0: know, mentions. The viewer, right? Those little yeah. mentions. And, and they come right on time here and there, yeah, here and to there. just keep your mind on it. That's it, right? But you right. mostly forget yeah. about it. And that's, again, I think how well this show is characterized and paced. But you mostly forget about it. And then it becomes a central point for which one of the characters, one of my favorite characters, Er, Commander Erwin Smith. He basically he he hinges humanity's fate on this key that Aaron's father entrusted to him that had the information, or he believed had the information on what the world was actually like and what the Titans were, right? And they go into that basement finally after several seasons. This happens by the end of season. After three, all the seasons, right? After all the seasons, basically <laughs> that we've seen of the anime they go into that basement and they they he goes to open the door with the key and he can't open the door with the key so uh levi oh, that moment that
1: moment like <laughs> dude when that hit i was like no way right is is is, is, is this not the key to that basement right exactly you're yeah. like that which it wasn't it has to be it, it has
0: to be related to it somehow you're like we came all the way with this freaking key and yeah. all these people risked so many things right and, and then the key doesn't open the door, but then Levi, who's humanity's greatest soldier and is a total, totally awesome character, like, totally does some amazing things. If you just love anime for action, he's Levi's character, is, right? Yeah, Levi's the freaking man. Uh, he, oh, dude. Mikasa is is the woman. She's amazing as well. But, yeah. And you know, the Ackermans. Ackerman clan, right? Which, again, yeah. fans know exactly what I'm talking about there. But so he, he tries to open the door with the key. Levi just kicks the door down. He says, "We didn't he basically says what every fan is thinking, which is I think another great aspect of this show, like, we didn't come all this way for the freaking key to not work and for a freaking cheap wooden door to keep us from finding out what's he in his basement." Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he kicks the door yep. down and then he opens the he finds out that you can open the the drawer on his father's desk with the key. And then he opens the drawer and there's nothing in the drawer. And then Levi again it, when it had a, right? Yeah, Levi being who he is,
1: <laughs> he finds and realizes, wait, there's a false bottom. And he lifts the bottom. And what do we have in there?
0: There's all the information that basically we were we were looking forward to for several seasons. We hadn't even realized we yeah. was so important. We forgot about, we got back to certain characters forgot about how important it was. Like the way that they carried you through the narrative. Is, is just incredibly well done and incredibly well paced and gets better and better and better and better and better and better, I think, as the show goes on. But like I said, you just finished it. So like what stood out to you about the show overall? Maybe like a, a moment or two and we can get into it in a little bit more detail.
1: Well, so the thing the thing for me with the show is that like it, it's it's a it's kind of a unique show in the sense that we get. In a way, we kind of get what we get with a lot of shows, like with Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. We have these are shows that deal in the growth of the main characters, but over a long period of time, you know, and we're talking about growth, even just in age and eras of these characters lives. Right. Mm -hmm. This show shows the growth of Aaron over three phases of his life. You know, in four short seasons, and it does it. I mean, I think four different phases. No, three, three different. Phases. We show him as a as a young kid, mm-hmm. then we show him as a early teen, and then we show him in season four as a. You know, would you say he's an adult at this point? He's probably about nineteen or twenty. So that's yeah. He seems like he and definitely is. carries himself that way. So like, it's interesting how they 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 take us through the times, mm-hmm. um, and how they do it. I thought it was really really. Cool, um. But then at the same time, even though we're we're talking about like a span of, I guess you know, easily a, a total span of ten years time, with like callbacks back to back and forth to to basically when Aaron was a child. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, it, the thing that I take away from the show the most is is really how how well it's been written to be able to jump, you know, these different eras in all these characters' lives. And then go back in time through foreshadowing in dialogue, as well as um, explaining the backstory of these characters much later on, giving that depth, changing basically what the character was in the first season. Right. Like some of these characters like mm-hmm. Raina and Berthold, you know, to me, they were just normal characters in the whole first season. In the whole first season, they were just like side characters that I did not really care too much about, you know. Uh, but then it turns out how crucial and important they are to the actual entire story of Attack on Titan. Isn't
0: it? Isn't it? Doesn't it feel almost intentional though? How they are these side that's characters? Is, yeah,
1: that's that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it, 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 that's why I say that like it's been done so well from a writing perspective that they're able to do that. You know, like it it was done with intention. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't a it wasn't a uh, situation like Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna create this character, and all of a sudden, people love him. So now we gotta like create a whole backstory and connect them and all that stuff, and you know, whatever." This was an intention from day one. There was always you know something I
0: mean? odd about them, right? It, but yeah, but, and it, yeah, and you were like, "Why are they following these characters?" And then you start yeah. to realize then, why.
1: Now, now, the biggest thing that I have with season four specifically is how. I don't, and you tell me if you feel this way, but I now, like, so I spent the whole first three seasons, you know, hating everything that was happening to Aaron, Rickas and all the people that died along the way and stuff and hating the, 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 you know, Berthold and Raina and, and, you know, Annie and all that stuff. And now all of a sudden season four, because we're getting the opposite perspective mm-hmm. now I'm like, you know, sympathizing with them and like, Almost kind of rooting for Berthold to 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 kind of make it through. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel that way? I think. Well,
0: see here. Here's like again obviously how I still... great it is because think about how how they set up this season, the start of this season, the start of this season has basically. Oh, wait, wait, been, wait, wait,
1: yes. Um, well, go I ahead. I got a question. I got a question though. I yeah, got a go question. Ahead. Go ahead. Specifically on the start of the season. Did you did you know that that, that, that was like current or in the basically the, the the future because i thought that i was like i saw the first couple episodes as if i was getting like that the show was starting essentially like sometime in the past
0: well oh when when they showed um when they first started like the and, war and like and, yeah and, and well, Reiner and them. well like
1: the, well the kids like gabi and falco i thought that i was that i was looking at some that they were giving me some like uh you know, flashback essentially. You
0: know why why I was I didn't think that was the case? I think that they wanted you to be a little a little confused by that for a moment, but then mm-hmm. you start to this yeah. is again this is how you put together details in the show. You were like, Where's Bertolt? Where's the, the colossal Titan? Where's where what why is he not involved in this battle? And you, you see how Reiner looks, he looks a little different. They made him look a little bit older when you look at him inside the right, yeah. Titan. Yeah, yeah. Um there are, there are these moments, and then you, you think about how they talk about in the anime that, so this is this is the nation of Marley, right? And this is the, they basically rule the world. They have the power of most of the Titans. Um, and they use a race called Eldians, which is the only race in the world that can turn into Titans. They use them, but they also discriminate against them. You know, they, they treat them like second-class citizens, but they use yeah. their children as soldiers, basically. They're child soldiers. Right, so, like, yeah, like, I think we're supposed to get this sense that we're not sure what time period it's in, but I definitely think that after watching it for a few minutes,
1: I realized it was in the future. And then, see, for me, the only the only reason I didn't see that is because the other big thing about season four is that they changed animation studios, so I wasn't sure if like the design of yeah a a you know like a timepiece thing or if it was just like how this new animation studio designed them because the characters the animation style is very very different I want to actually talk to you about the differences in the animation style oh, I definitely want to want to mention that actually
0: you know what yeah. so yeah that, yeah the thing that I'll say is that what made me think that this was definitely sometime in the in the near future and then placing the time period of the flashbacks obviously when they name the characters, You know, Reiner and them, and they talk about them. Um, I think it was because, uh, how do I put this? I think it was because, well, yeah, what what it was is because I realized that they were reframing essentially the same events that Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin went through, right? They were reframing them from the other side, and it
1: was pretty apparent
0: Mm -hmm. right from the very beginning because... It was a little different because the tragedy didn't befall them in the same way that it happened to Aaron Mikasa and Armin. But at the same time, you know, they were forced to grow up and then they joined this this military group and they were in a way indoctrinated. Right. Aaron Mikasa and Armin were just the same as Reiner and Bertholdt and Annie and uh, Marcel, who I think was the the jaw titan that got eaten by Ymir. It's a very convoluted Mm -hmm. storyline, but it still works because they tie it all together beautifully. But for me, that's kind of why I thought it was. Um, definitely a, a, the time, or that's why I, I deduced, I guess, what time period it was. But, you know, I do want to talk to you about the animation, but I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I've enjoyed about season four, so it was animated by Wit Studio, I believe, in seasons one, two, and three. Uh, and the animation was fantastic, you know, uh, just the, the way that the animation was so kinetic in earlier seasons was really great. But, a thing that I enjoyed about this season so far in with MAPPA doing the animation outside of the fact that it's technically also very beautiful. I think it's also very, very action packed and very, very well done. Um, that moment at the end of uh, the episode where they were attacking the, the Warhammer Titan episode, right? You, <laughs> you seen right. that mm-hmm. insane, absolutely insane episode is something that people who have read the manga have been looking forward to but at the end of that episode when when the people of paradise Levi and Mikasa and our entire crew are attacking the jaw titan and about to try to kill the jaw titan just the way that they're kind of darting through the dark and like using their omnidirectional mobility gear to like fly around just before they attack the jaw titan at the end of the episode is really really beautiful there's a lot of moments like that throughout yeah. people have been complaining about the use of CGI i'm going to say right now if it's well done, I do not care. And I think it was really well done with this, like the fights between Titans in this season, which is where they mainly use it a lot. The Warhammer Titan look, looked great. Um, but I mean, yeah, like the thing that I've, that I've enjoyed is that for me, MAPPA has been animating in a way that's not as... And I don't know if you get this sense or if this makes sense to anybody that's watching the show. It's not as traditionally based on anime tropes if you watch earlier seasons of attack on titan you see for instance like characters when they get flustered or angry you know the screen starts to shake and you see like air like lines of like kinetic energy or air moving as they like scream and like get frustrated and it's a little Hmm. more grounded in something realistic this season and i think the most perfect example for me and and I, i i'll say this um and we can jump off from here maybe, I think, into a little bit deeper about what what we love about the show. But for me, the Declaration of War episode, which is, so for those who have seen season four, um, this is the episode where Willie Tiber basically gives that long and amazing speech uh, at the same time as Aaron is revealing everything that's been going on to Reiner for the first time in years. To me, that's like the... the dang near the best 20 minutes of television I've ever seen in my freaking life. That entire episode from start to finish, the way that it's paced, the music is amazing. The dialogue in both Japanese and the voice acting in both Japanese and and English, because I've seen them both is, is absolutely fantastic. And again, just the way that that entire episode is animated, some of the, some of the subtleties between how characters interact there's a great moment with Commander McGath, who's one of the leaders of the Marlin forces where he's talking to Willie Tiber and basically revealing that he knows that there's somebody else controlling the world he's he's playing his whole hand in terms of the conversation with somebody who's in power over him and just the way that they the characters play off each other is very realistic the, the glances they give each other things like that right So for me yeah. like it's it's a it just plays it doesn't play like an anime. in in, like at least it doesn't anymore. By the time we get to season four, it's it's changing the conventions a little bit and it definitely has its anime moments and it has its anime action moments that are fantastic and wonderful. And if you love anime for that, like you're gonna love it. But but the way that it relies on incredible dialogue, incredible foreshadowing, um plays on words, I mean, I have another moment that I want to talk about. But like what do you think about basically jumping off of that like what you really enjoyed about it season four and the and the show as a whole
1: so um as far as uh as far as the anime itself like the animation um i I thought that the animation was was it you know the thing is that the animation of the first three seasons was so different from everything else with like the way they use bold lines Mm -hmm. in especially in the action sequences and stuff like that um i thought it was a little bit um like it was hard you know it was like kind of very like in your face when you saw it um but um you know the you know the thing with the new studio is that i i do love a lot of what they're doing in this one um I can speak to the same thing, right? Like I haven't seen an animation studio that can do like very, very, very realistic human mannerisms in the animation, right? Especially when it's not a film, this is a TV series. And TV series usually have a lot more budget animation. Mm-hmm. The studio will, will, will give one department the animation of the general town and another department, the animation of the main characters, The an, another major department or even a branch studio the animation of key scenes and action sequences, which is why sometimes you'll see kind of a disparity between different animation sequences within one episode. Um, But the quality animation is, is, is again, one of the, one of the best I've ever seen, you know? Um, But that being said, as much as I am enjoying it, I'm not sure if I'm actually not sure if it's better. Simply because the animation of the first three seasons was so different from anything else that I've seen in animation before that it kind of had its own, you know, like, it, I guess its own character, like the, uh, the, the the styling of of whenever you saw like big Titan battles with super thick, bold lines um, that that just kind of I felt to me made it a little bit more visceral. Than what I've seen in this in the fourth season. In the fourth season, there I feel like there's even more visceral scenes of Titans, you know, eating and destroying and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But without those strong bold lines that we were seeing in some of the action action sequences of the first three seasons, I almost felt like it it, it wasn't as impactful. You know, I don't know if, if that makes sense to it you. It makes sense. It um, makes sense. I can it's see hard that. for me to judge one as better than the other because I think that the general skill of uh, the animation in the in the um, in the fourth season is fourth season is better. I just, I guess, it's like some of the action sequences, some of the more hard visuals uh, are, I guess, less in your face because it's not the same animation.
0: Like for instance, the, me- the 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 CGI battle. So, did you have an opinion of kind of how the CGI Warhammer Titan versus the CGI? Uh, you know Aaron looked in that sequence cuz they've definitely used CGI for the Titans before but yeah, i'm not sure have, yeah. if they've if they've done well, it Well i think the CGI much is much
1: sequence. better. I think the CGI is much better in season 4, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think the C- this is how you do CGI. The CGI is that good especially with like the action sequences and the way they're hitting angles like you can't really replicate that in a in a in in, in with traditional animation um very well. You can't create like these fast changes and angles and perspectives and rotations right. the way they move in traditional gear.
0: animation so it's yeah, like sp- exactly. spider-man but almost faster it's crazy exactly right you can't really
1: do that so mm-hmm. I, I i think the cgi is much much better um and uh but again it's just it's one of those things that like you know i i remember i i'm not gonna lie i had legitimate nightmares sometimes watching attack on time if i was watching like the, the you know some scenes of like the first and second season, I'm watching it like two, three in the morning, <laughs> and there are these like very like, you know, strong contrast colors of flesh and black bold lines, and you know, bodies being chewed, and these weird faces of titans that have like these strong, you know, smiles, of drones. You know, it's just like it was really, really hard. Like the, the time um, that ate uh, Aaron's mom. The one the stuff yeah nightmares. That, that's like that yeah that would give anyone nightmares um in this fourth season the visuals are amazing but it just looks more like a traditional anime mm-hmm. so again to me it's just maybe a little less visceral because of it it's
0: been it's been really great i think uh the one thing that we can definitely agree on is the kineticism of the action at for the most part at least maintains in terms of the cgi this season like the speed and and like just the the way that the action moves is very very good but i can see where you're coming from when it comes to like i wonder what the what the again the warhammer titan is the example what that would have looked like with the bold lined look of the
1: first three seasons right yeah because those bold lines around the face of the warhammer of the warhammer titan um around the uh, the jaw titan too like i think the jaw titan is probably one of my favorite titans yeah,
0: I I agree. That the was actually tie, really the cool. The yeah,
1: and, yeah. The draw titan is so interesting looking. He and and he's kind of like a Wolverine kind of, uh, you know, titan and stuff with like the, the the nails and everything. You know, I would love to see like those bold, sharp. That's the other thing too. Like it was like sharp edges to 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 some of these bold lines too. Like it's just you know, I think I, it would have been cool to like have that style still implemented at least in some of the battles. You know, of this season, because I love the animation as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's just in the battles on like Titan on Titan, or, or, you know, when they, the big, strong action sequences, I kind of just miss these sharp, bold lines.
0: I wonder if it will end up being something that they use more heavily in those sequences since they were more like Titan attack sequences at night. Maybe those those bold lines aren't going to be as strong in the night sequence maybe they'll lean back more not, not that they're going to lean back more on it but yeah. maybe they'll look different when they have some battles in the daytime we'll see what it looks i don't like know there. i
1: think i think this is just like a a style thing you know for for this uh new studio because you know we we've had plenty of like nighttime battles in the previous ones it's not like they can't do it or that like it it just looks weird you know um but i also have read some of the manga mm. and i will say that like the 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 sketches, the drawings, the art in the manga itself, I still think is is almost like it's a mix between the two animation styles. To be honest, you know
0: what? From what I understand, I haven't read the manga, but I've done a little bit of research into Hajime Isayama, who is the the manga artist, and and this is his first manga, manga, manga. I'll, I'll say this is his first manga, right? And he hasn't done anything before this. And I think, and and tell me if you kind of agree with this, because it's something that has been noted in the artwork, in the manga, as he's done it so far. And I think it's something that should be noted in the storytelling. And I, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. intentional or not. But I mentioned earlier that when I saw the first season, I was like, oh, this is a good show. I wasn't blown away. Right? Same, same. Right? I, I, I feel like, the, him being a rookie and making this manga, creating this manga. I think that the quality of something that people have talked about is the quality of the artwork has gotten better and better and better and better. Cause at first, even he himself said his, his artwork is pretty crap, right? And he's just gotten to a point where he's learned over the years and gotten some to where he can create some real cohesion and something interesting on the page, as well as some really, really well-lined and beautiful artwork. Right. And I think the storytelling yeah. has progressed as as much in the same way because the first season again it's it's kind of your standard like you know action manga you know there yeah. there's yeah it just, just seems these like monsters a, that a they pretty
1: fight. good right? yeah it's like it's like a new style of ki- a kaiju manga or anime you know it just seems like a normal anime mm-hmm. you know yeah it definitely which seems kind of like for example game of, game of thrones game of thrones seemed like a normal you know medieval show in the first season mm-hmm. And then it opens up you know, into a much, much bigger world as the seasons go on. Yeah, much, much more fantasy. And, and this,
0: I feel like, you know, you open up with something that's like fun, but relatively standard for the most part. And then you get to season two and you start to see these characters get fleshed out and some some really great world building, I think, in season two, right? Because you learn right. a lot more about right. life within the walls and how the government works, how the different dist- like the different parts of the military work. And I think that's where at least for me, that's where the show starts to open up, right because season two is is a little bit shorter also. and they get into the meat of this in season three where it gets very, very complex. Mm-hmm. But yeah. season two, you have a, a pretty simple arc. They figure out that that Annie is the female Titan and they're you know they're fighting her and they're trying to catch her and they're trying to use Aaron's power for the good of humanity. And as those as those scenes start to try to open up into season three, that's where it becomes something I think really, really great and really, really special mm-hmm. because all those seeds that were planted in earlier seasons start to actually make sense. Um I mean, for me at least. That's how the, the show mostly turns out. It gets better and better. Yeah, and better I more.
1: mean, that's pretty much – I think that that's what makes the show so good is that like the first season was – gripping enough to say that i enjoyed this show i'm gonna stay invested and keep going and then you have then you have you know all the stuff all the callbacks all the foreshadowing that ends up you know giving you a huge payoff for being invested and then it makes you want to go back to the first season so you know
0: yeah do you have like um let's talk about some favorite moments some favorite characters favorite Easter eggs and details that I've definitely mentioned and maybe some that you've, that you've, or that I've definitely noticed, I should say maybe some that you've noticed as well mm-hmm. that I haven't seen. Um, Who mm-hmm. for you is maybe one of your favorite characters on the show for Attack on Titan? I know there's a lot of good ones, but do you have one that oh, you I favor? mean,
1: it's, it's, you know, it's kind of tough because for the longest time it was Mikasa, mm-hmm. you know, uh or Mikasa uh depending on whether it's the dub or the uh, the sub mm-hmm. um so so yeah, I think it, it's oh man it's kind of tough it was her for a long long time especially because she she had a really interesting backstory mm-hmm. you know um and and just a lot of mystery and stuff but then when we got into season three and we got into Levi's backstory mm-hmm. man that one that one really really, you know, like killed it for me like Levi being an orphan and then being trained by like this like you know gunslinger type of dude Ken the Ripper like that yeah Ken the Ripper <laughs> and then he really kind of like you know like it's like he let go of the chains you can see like almost a psychotic look on his face as he was fighting Ken the Ripper and then as he was fighting the uh, Beast Titan he he really became my favorite character especially because he became the leader that had to make the tough choices you know, the choices that mm-hmm. that um, that nobody wants to make, especially any leader, you know, like he had to choose between, you know, whose life to save between uh, Armin and Erwin, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, ultimately he did both decisions were unpopular, depending on who it was. And even when he decided to like follow Erwin's, you know, um, you know, recommendation and save Armin, he still he saved Armin. But then he still put um, Aaron and Mikasa in the uh, stockades for for questioning his authority in the beginning, in the first mm-hmm. place, even though he saved Armin, which is the point of contention. They were they were uh, contending with him. He wanted to save, Levi wanted to save Erwin. Uh, Mikasa and Aaron were you know, kind of going against his orders and stuff and trying to fight him on that and me ma- and trying to get him to save Armin.
0: Yeah, but Mika freaking attacked him and had Yeah exactly had I mean, yeah. his throat for a
1: moment, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But there, there was but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's proving himself to be like an actual, you know, leader in every sense of the word. Um and I just like how <laughs> badass he is, even when he has to work with He's currently right now working with um with Zeke, right? With what's with the name? beast with with the beast Titan? He's working with him, but he's letting him know that like I can't wait to kill him. He's you. got a great sense of humor
0: you know? in that way, like a <sighs> really dark sense of humor, right? I don't think that he's I don't
1: think that he's laughing about no, this.
0: I don't think he's joking. No, he's not, but like but the moments like so for instance, I think one moment that I really really enjoyed is is um so like when he fights the beast Titan in that in that scene just before you're talking about where he has to choose between saving Erwin commander Erwin and saving Armin this is after Armin has yeah. defeated the basically helped to defeat the colossal titan by by letting himself get mm-hmm. burned to death and Erwin mm-hmm. got a rock through his his abdomen from the beast titan in a suicide charge to give everybody time to like protect Eren right. right so he like when he's attacking the beast titan what is he? He's basically saying, like, what was all that you were laughing about a moment ago? Because the Beast Titan was like attacking everyone and laughing at how he killed everyone, and he's like, right. weren't you having so much fun a moment ago? Like, he's just like taunting him as he attacks him. Yeah, yeah. Right? And even in season four, when when you see the Marlians get captured by Levi and his squad, he said he says that line, "Welcome to the filthy island of filthy devils. You are gonna love it, especially if you love pig piss." Like it's just yeah, like there is that too. Yeah. He just has these moments where he, he taunts people that are pretty fantastic.
1: You know what it is? He he's he's kind of become un unfiltered. You know, I think mm-hmm. early on he was very filtered. He was very reserved. He was, you know, the consummate anti hero. He didn't really want to be in the position that he is mm-hmm. that he was, but he just went along with it because of a sense of duty and everything. But now that he's kind of like taking ownership of uh leading the charge and and he's found out the truth of everything. Now he's, you know, not only he's the he's leading, but he's also like unfiltered and there's like almost like a little scent of a disdain for making him go through all this stuff. Yeah, I think you know? I
0: think he's carrying a little bit of one of my previous favorite characters, probably my second favorite character, but Erwin, he's carrying that devil.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Because he's carrying a little bit yeah. of that, he's trying to carry that fire. And carry on like that amazing speech that Erwin makes before that charge. By the way, and uh,
1: if you want somebody to see like how amazing the show is, just
0: show them something like that. But you
1: know, speaking of speaking of the characters, this is another one of those shows. Well, not another one of those shows because I don't, I can't recall another show that's kind of like this. But mm-hmm. I would say that the main character Eren, is not very likable. I, I mean, I can't say that i really liked Eren until maybe the, I guess the end of the third season, or maybe even just this fourth season where I see him more as an adult and a little bit more like with more conviction because he's been a bit of a whiny brat. And then the show is still so good because of all the supporting characters because of Armin, Mikasa, Levi, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those shows that has like an amazing supporting cast when it comes to an animated show. You know, he's
0: like the thread that makes it somewhat conventional in a way, and I think again, yeah. that's kind yeah. of intentional. He's your conventional protagonist, he's got a revenge arc, but the way that they've they've kind of flipped on it on his head and almost made him a, almost like a villain this season, right? Because he's killing people, right? Without yeah, remorse. exactly. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. you know, he turns into the Attack Titan, he eats Willie Tiber, he kills civilians, he kills soldiers, he kills kids, he doesn't care what's going on, he's just about his revenge in that moment and he even says it many many times he's he's turning into a monster in a very very but real it, way again,
1: it's also like what i said though. like it's almost like they kind of flipped the script and now i feel bad for the marlins mm-hmm. you know like i feel bad for gabby and falco and 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 uh and and Reina. i feel bad for their struggle and all that so I, I i like i can't wait to see what's happening and everything but at the same time i don't really know who i want to win now it's it's hard you know? to say. And even yeah.
0: even Aaron's own friends are not really sure that that who they oh, want to Aaron's win right own now.
1: friends hate Aaron right now. Like basically not only do they hate Aaron, but Aaron himself has also said, told Ryan, basically there was a moment in the show mm-hmm. that was signaling to the viewer that like we're switching places. And it was the moment that Aaron had told Raina that you and I are both the same. I am doing this to save the world the same way that you were save, trying to save the world, but I am going to kill. And then he just like turned into a Titan with no remorse and then causing the death of, of hundreds of people in the crowds and stuff. And, you know, he turned into this monster and it's, and you feel bad for Rina and Falco and, and everything around. You know them. how that's, uh... know, it was almost like, that was the moment that they decided to like, let's switch, who you're rooting for. Well, th- that's,
0: that's written in a way as a turning point as well because something that I recall from the rewatch is that in earlier seasons, when when Aaron is looking for inspiration on how to continue in the face of all the bad stuff that's happening, people getting eaten by Titans and all that stuff, what what Reiner says to him is you just keep moving forward, which is what Aaron echoes in this episode. It's exactly what yeah, he says true. right yep. back to him. Yep. So like that's mm-hmm. some of the amazing foreshadowing and characterization that you get in this show. For for me, like my my favorite character, it's a little weird because and it's a tro- it will be a tropey character in an American show, but it's kind of like the the Q the geek girl of the squad. I really like Hanji. I think Hanji is freaking hilarious.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> she's funny. She's, she's she, she is very very interesting. She's such an awesome she's interesting nerd in the sense that like that that that. She's super smart, mm-hmm. um, uh, pretty cunning, but also can seem aloof and can almost seem dumb sometimes. Yeah, But then she's also like has like a very strong stomach for anything that has to do with torture or you know she she's a very interesting she's character
0: twisted in a way that's what's interesting she's about her. twisted
1: that's the word she's a she's she's a, she's probably got the most twisted mind out of the little crew there, i mean remember 100%. she was the one who kept those
0: two titans as pets Sonny and bean were their names yeah. She, yeah she was keeping those titans as pets just to like find out more information about them and i mean yeah a lot of what you said is the reasons why i enjoy her as a character i think it that she is She's really, really intelligent and really interesting. She's there's something off about her. She's kinda like the whole darn show. It's like something's off about you. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but we're gonna right. find out. Right. And like you definitely get more of that as the seasons go on. You get these moments that explain a little bit more of who she is as a character. Um and you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think that that she's probably my favorite character. So yeah, like I would definitely be Hanji. Um I guess other than that, I just want to say if there's any favorite moments you have in the show. Oh man. Any, anything. Mm. I know that's hard to, to, to pick, but I'll say that's, for me, that is, tough. That is tough. for me, I I've, I've rewatched You know, this is how I'm picking it. I have rewatched the, the Irwin charge several times. I, I think I definitely seen some of these season four episodes many, many times, but the Irwin charge where he mm-hmm. does the suicidal charge on the beast Titan, and he's screaming to his soldiers about their sacrifice and how sold his soldiers rage is just absolutely a sick and amazing and, and really, really awesome moment in the series. And it's, it's, it's just before a big turning point too, which is why I think it's just so great. It's a huge climax. And you see just a big turning point for a lot of the characters at that point.
1: You know, it's, it's tough for me to pick a favorite moment. Um, Hmm. Um. It is. It is very, very difficult. I. I can't really pinpoint a favorite moment. For some reason, I mean, I'm. I'm definitely getting a lot of visuals in my mind of like just Levi, you know, kicking butt. You know, um, Maybe his fight with the beast. I think type. I. I would say I would say that I would say the very when he when he, you know that that charge you know it was meant to be a uh, distraction so that Levi can uh can go and attack the beast titan which he was able to do and he just went to town slicing and dicing him up you know um the only Took thing off, um cut off his ankles the only yeah the only thing is that like that moment didn't have the payoff because the beast titan survived right um so um man it's really difficult for me to choose a favorite moment that was a great moment though okay okay so how
0: about all right one moment i need to i need you
1: know i need to re i need to rewatch it all over again for me to choose a favorite moment um uh but right now it would have to be you know what i gotta actually agree with you the charge the charge the charge charge was probably like what it's it's got to be like it's one of those moments in the entire show where it's like you know, this is, this is it. This is, this is the moment, you know, it's either, it's, this is either gonna, they're either gonna live or die here. They're either gonna win or lose in this moment. Erwin is you know? such a great character yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. it makes it a really, yeah. really great moment. Uh, okay, Easter egg. I I, I do have, to, oh, wait, I do have to say that, like, I guess uh, one of my other favorite moments okay. is is that moment that he shook um, ryana's hand, you know? Oh, in season four? and then Right here? Yeah, in season four. Yeah, like in this moment, because this is also the moment, basically, you know what it is? It's basically the moment that he revealed himself because this, yeah, this is my favorite moment. It's the moment that he revealed himself to Raina. because this is the moment that for me, Aaron became, you know, the actual He's the hero, you know, this is the moment that he stopped being this whiny kid that didn't understand the world or didn't understand his power and didn't understand what was going on. And now you see a character that has conviction, that's willing to, you know, fake who he is, go undercover just to just for this one moment, and he knows that he's about to, you know, commit some atrocities, and he's not even blinking. That's that's at the end
0: of you one know? of my favorite twenty minutes of television ever. So I have to agree. That that's yeah, this
1: moment. this to me is probably my favorite moment of the whole okay. show. So you know, it's the moment that Aaron finally comes into his own. So so
0: Easter eggs that I that I noticed. Um, let me know if there's one that you noticed real quick, and then we're gonna wrap this big, big old conversation about Attack on Titan, nerding out and geeking out up. Um, did you notice? Did you notice that when Aaron, or did, did you notice the significance of this? When Aaron is having that conversation, I think, with Falco, with the young man that ends up with him and Reiner in that basement just before right. he transforms, mm-hmm. did you notice that the thing that he was playing with was a baseball glove? The thing that was sitting next to him, a baseball glove and a baseball, and who else plays baseball, but that fella that you mentioned earlier. That was a that was a hit. Yeah, no, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Was a big hint. I did notice it. That was yep. a dope mm-hmm. hit. Something I noticed in earlier seasons. That's true.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and
0: I put two and two together. Oh right. Yeah. He tossed the baseball in the air. They made yeah. they made a moment of that. They showed the baseball for a whole a whole moment. So they were definitely like
1: That's true. Ooh. They were
0: definitely trying to tie you to get to get to realize yeah. that he and Zeke are actually working together now, and that's how great this yeah. show is. It's how amazing oh, the show! That's, is. A,
1: that's a good one. That's a that's a good tie-in. Oh, that makes Here's sense.
0: Here's a deep yeah. cut. You For might sure. not have noticed this one, but earlier on in I think this is in season two. No, no, it's maybe season three. I don't recall the exact episode, but this is when Ymir. Um, and she was then calling her... I can't recall what she was calling herself before. Historia, right? Ymir and Historia, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Historia, the girl who yeah. can turn into the jaw titan before um, the jaw titan that we see this season. Um, when, when the crew, and it's Reiner Bertholdt, uh, I think it's Reiner Bertholdt, Armin, um, Jean and Ymir and Historia, I think, they're on top of that tower that the Titans are attacking and that thing's about to fall over. You remember that scene, Vaguely, right? Vaguely. Vaguely, right? So the Titans are attacking, they're trying to bring it down and then that girl Ymir turns into the Jaw Titan. She finally reveals herself. She turns into the Jaw Titan, she starts ripping them up. She starts ripping up the Titans, but the tower falls over. It's about to fall over into some Titans. Did you notice? You're gonna have to go back and look at this, Bert Holt. This is before he's revealed to be the colossal titan. He's about to bite his hand. There's a frame where they're falling down into the titans. He's about to bite his hand to save his own butt. Oh, really? And turn into the colossal titan. You, you're
1: gonna have to give me the. You're gonna have to give me the uh, episode and, and timestamp. I that. will definitely do that. I, that's something that yeah, I noticed. Yeah, it's.
0: I've looked at it again, and he's definitely just like he's frozen, about to do about just about take a, a little chunk out of his hand and, and do something weird so there's there's lots of little easter eggs like that if we tried to talk about all of those we could fill up a whole other episode but 100
1: i yeah. think we're gonna this is one of those shows where like the devil's the devil's in the details Ha!
0: wink wink <laughs> that's another show where the devil's in the details
1: and by the way
0: Let's end it on that note. Next week, we're going to bring you a great conversation about WandaVision episodes six and seven with some more of the crew. Um, I definitely enjoyed it this week and I'm definitely looking forward to episode seven, just as I have with every other episode so far. Well done, MCU. Well done, Marvel. We want to thank you all for joining us with this conversation about Attack on Titan this week. As usual, once again, thanks for giving us any sound issues or artifacts that you heard throughout the episode. If you have any feedback for us, please let us know. And as usual, the best way to support your favorite podcast cool is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast. You know the drill. You can find us where all your favorite podcasts are sold. We are the Get Keep Podcast. Um, and thank you to our fans out there definitely enjoy this conversation y'all definitely need to check out attack on titan and i don't know if there's anything else to say other
1: than stay geeky my friend yeah did i do it did i do it okay you did it
0: fine oh, wrap I'll it up sleep. there let's wrap it up guys <laughs> wrapping it up wrapping it up let's go
1: wrap it up guys talking to the guys in the back wrap it up wrap it up yep mm-hmm. wrap it up now there's no guys in the back <laughs>